Hi, it's Father Rick, and I want to welcome you to St. Michael's Episcopal Church. I'm really glad you found us. Please know that we accept you wherever you are on your spiritual journey, and we trust that God will take you where you need to be, right in God's timing. We're just glad that you're here with us, and we hope you enjoy today's sermon. God bless. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good evening, everyone. It's so good to see you. There for a minute, I thought, wow, this is going to turn into a, kind of a Christmas Eve crowd. I mean, they kept coming in. So it's good to see you. And uh, happy Thanksgiving as we head into this beautiful day. Okay, I have a question, and I have a feeling about this because this is a first for me. But anyone ever heard of the Beastie Boys? Thank you. Okay. We, oh, okay. We got a few. All right. Well, uh, 30 years ago, they had an album, and the name of the album was Check Your Head. You remember that? It was great, wasn't it? Thank you. Still awesome. Thank you. And the, so, but on that, <laughs> sorry, Father Greg's over there singing or rapping or whatever he's doing. But they had this little hidden gem uh, of a song on this album, and, and, and the lyrics go like this, good times gone, but you feed it. Hate has grown strong. You feel you need it. Just one thing, do you know you? What you think that the world owes you? What's going to set you free? Look inside and you will see. When you've got so much to say, it's called gratitude. Gratitude, isn't that great? And this is the time of the year, this is the time for us to check our head, to check our heart, and take their advice. Look inside. Because this is the time when society at large uh, turns its interest to gratitude and thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, November, did you all know this? The November's National Gratitude Month. Did you all know that? I didn't either until I was reading some research. And some researchers, though, don't just spend one day a year giving thanks and thinking about gratitude and thanksgiving. Some researchers spend their whole years, every day of their lives, their entire careers studying what gratitude actually means, how it impacts us, its benefits, and actually how to practice gratitude. Research Research scientists at the Greater Good Science Center in the University of California, Berkeley, and you can go there and you can subscribe, and it's really fascinating. But they're finding and they're researching things like mindfulness, and, uh, but they're especially researched um, a lot around the, this concept of gratitude and thanksgiving. And they're finding that people, and I'm sure you've heard this, um, that people who practice gratitude consistently report a host of benefits. Stronger immune systems, lower blood pressure, higher levels of, of, of positive emotions, more joy, more optimism, more what we would call happiness, acting people that are, that are grateful and people that practice gratitude actually act with more generosity and compassion. They feel less lonely and isolated they sleep better. You want to sleep better? 
Practice gratitude, right? If you want to sleep more soundly, count your blessings, not sheep, right? So we check our heads because one of the, and we check our hearts and we look inside because one of the greatest roadblocks to gratitude is worry. Don't you think? We get caught up in things. Things are not going our way, and the next thing you know, I'm right off the rails, man, and I'm forgotten of all the blessings in my life and all the things I have to be thankful for or whatever. Um, our culture, um, you know, we have a re- re- anxiety is real, fear, and these things take us out. This fear takes us out of this mindset, this heart set of gratitude. I think another thing... Um, um, also that um, maybe some have wrestled with is entitlement. I expect everything to kind of go my way. You know what I mean? Daggone it. Plus, I'm the rector. Everything needs to go the way I want it to go, when I want it to do it. And the people in the church need to step up and get it done like I want them to do it. Right? And it, No? This Sue Shikone's last evening with us. We're so grateful that you're here, and we love you. And so, but you know what I mean? So we get this thing. We want to try to control and manage things our way. And when they're not going our way, I mean, right? Or there's this, this kind of sense that, you know what? I'm, I'm above that. They need, right? You know what I mean? And so that takes us out of this gratitude. But I think that fear, worry, um, um, anxiety, and uh, uh, on some levels, we worry about things we cannot control, right? Sometimes we worry about not being in control. We worry about not having enough, dominated by this illusion of scarcity. We worry about not being enough, right? I need to be better. You know, I know I'm the rector, and everyone has all these expectations of me, and so daggone it, I need to be like Father Bob was in 1955, but I also need to be like that other famous priest that they all loved, and whomever that guy was, or or she was, or right, and then they, everyone needs, and I have to live up. Am I being enough? Am I being enough? And so we find ourselves striving to have enough, to do enough, to be enough, and practicing gratitude actually lessens anxiety and depression. I found it to be true as a true practice, as a real practice for myself when I am authentically practicing gratitude and looking deep, as my friends at the Beastie Boys said, looking inside, checking my head, checking my heart, and I'm being authentic about gratitude I find that there's this sense of ease that overcomes me and I release a lot of the fear and the anxiety and the pressures and the intensity of things. But you know, honestly, as Christians, as people who claim to follow Jesus, gratitude is really essential for our lives. As a matter of fact, okay, I'm going to go off my notes and we'll be here all night. So, But for all that we are and all that we do, our gratefulness uh, is essential for the gift of life itself, for redemption and wholeness given to us as a pure gift from God in Christ. 
someone keeps telling me, you know, they have this saying. I said, how are you doing? They're saying, well, I'm breathing air and I'm taking steps. And, you know, sometimes that's all we can do, right? Because life can get difficult. But the ability to breathe air is a gift, isn't it? The air itself is a gift. And so Paul says in our reading today from Philippians, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It all begins, Paul's not necessarily advocating for the power of positive thinking, okay? Paul was encouraging folks to fill their minds with the very signs of God's life. Not so that we'll just simply feel good, but that gratitude has this way of filling um, us. It's our way of filling ourselves with God's very life and thereby allowing God's life to flow through us and then hopefully through us and into the world around us. It begins with do not worry, but by everything, by prayer, improving our conscious contact with God, opening our hearts, centering ourselves with God, and, 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 and pray and make requests and give God thanks for, for, the, for, for God's presence with us. And, 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 and then the peace that comes out of that passes our own human understanding. And I think Paul's getting to this. He's saying it's no coincidence that joy, uh, he connects joy and prayer and thanksgiving and peace. Because these four things are actually related Right? I mean, thanksgiving often yields joy, but prayer yields peace that disregards this human reason and this human understanding and affirms a God who hears and responds to human prayers. So Paul's, Paul's sense of joy that he's talking about is something, as I was talking to the Noonday prayer group this, uh, at Noonday this, today, and I said that joy is the fruit of the Spirit. Joy is something that God gives us, like love is the fruit of the Spirit. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Peace, patience, kind, that's all something of God working in, in us. And our responsibility, our, 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 um, our work in this is to pray, to open ourselves, to be still, to give God our, our hearts and open ourselves. Because, see, Paul's not saying that joy is an absence of pain or an absence of problems. Happiness might be related to how's things going in my life today. And I told him, I said, you know, I eat that 700-calorie donut, and I'm really happy. I am. But 20 minutes later... Like I'm in shame and guilt. And I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? Right? So happiness is fleeting, but joy is an ultimate gift from God. And you have to remember something here. 
Paul penned these words from prison, from prison. And it wasn't a three square meal a day prison system with TVs and pool tables or whatever, right? Paul was, Paul, because Paul was rooted and grounded in God, in Christ. So this is not just positive thinking, but this is Paul's soul being poured out to these people because he wants them to experience this in a very real way. And I think about us as this beautiful community, this family that we call St. Michael's. You know, everything that we do, when we gather in here in this beautiful sacred space, um, our liturgy affirms that we have been graciously accepted as living members of Jesus Christ. Wrap your head around that for a moment. Go ahead. Let that sink in. We have been graciously accepted as living members of Jesus Christ. I said on Sunday, Christianity at its core is not really about religion and a bunch of belief systems. No, it's about ultimately remembering us, re-bringing us together again into oneness and unity with God. It's about union, right? And Paul was in union with God and he he understood. He had something that was intangible. He had the very Spirit of God in him. And likewise, folks, we too have that. And that's what our liturgy affirms. You've been graciously accepted as living members of Jesus Christ. You'll hear those words in just a few minutes. It is a time of worship and deep reflection where we turn our hearts and our minds toward God and we reflect on the goodness of God. Look, I know we do church at our own pace because, by gosh, we're Americans. But, you know, as I really thought about this night, and I'm so, uh, my heart is so moved to see, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to have three people or, or 3,000. But to see so many people come in here to hear these words, to take a moment to pause and just be together with one another and their family, but also to set the tone for gratitude and thanksgiving. You know, how beautiful is that? And and this is what we do when we enter this sacred space. Every time we do, we turn our hearts and minds toward God and we reflect on God's goodness. The Eucharist, the central thing that we do as Episcopalians, we call it the central act of worship in the Episcopal Church, is, this is a test question for the priest, (laughs) now, (laughs) The great Thanksgiving, Holy Eucharist, right? The Eucharist, it's our principal act of worship in the Episcopal Church. And the noun for Eucharista in Greek literally means thanksgiving and gratitude. So think about this. What we do every time we gather, we have a fancy word for it, Eucharist, Eucharist. But really, it's about us coming together with our lives, opening our hearts, checking our head, like the Beach Sea Boy said, right? Looking inside and expressing through ourselves the gratitude and the thanksgiving 
and this life that has been given to us for the grace, mercy, love of God. And yeah, it's nice when I reflect on my life and I look at some of my material possessions and I'm going, you know, man, I'm blessed, whatever that means. But the truth is, I have God and I've been given this life with God, which is the most beautiful gift that we all receive. And so we gather to give thanks. It's gratitude. We, we come, the verb form of Eucharist, I'm not real good at the Greek, but um, it also means to give thanks, but it's to express something. So you have a noun. Y'all follow me. I'm almost done. Trust me. I've gone off my notes. It's been a little long, but we'll get out of here. I promise. You have a noun, which means that is a thanksgiving, but you have this verb that it literally means to express gratitude. And so within this word, and I say this all the time, um, Eucharist is eukara, right? And hidden within Eucharist is kara, C-H-A-R-A. And it's the word for joy. And within that same word, that root word, believe it or not, are you ready? Is joy. Rejoice, Paul says, in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Every time we gather, we're giving thanks. We're receiving the bread of life. And within all of that is this idea of joy, but there's also grace, chorus. So we have so much in what we do when we gather simply to do church. So when we say, are you going to church? You going to church? What are you going? You going, you going to church today? What are you going to do? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't really feel like it. But I mean, right. But what we're really doing is, hey, are we going to gather and give God thanks? And that's what we're doing tonight. And we celebrate that beautiful gift of God's love for us. And, and it's just our, our, our gratitude for God's grace in our lives and the gift of life. And we'll say today, Tonight, it is right and a good and, thank you, always and everywhere to do what? To give thanks to you, Father, almighty creator of heaven and earth. And this is what we gather to do tonight, especially this week, tomorrow. Gratefulness truly does lead to joy. I'm going to close with the Thomas Merton quote. To be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything He has given us. And He has given us everything. Every breath we draw is a gift of His love. Every moment of existence is a grace. For it brings with it immense graces from God. Gratitude there takes nothing for granted is never unresponsive, is constantly awakening to new wonder and to praise of the goodness of God. For the grateful person knows that God is good, not by hearsay, but by experience. And that is what makes all the difference. Thanksgiving, yes, is tomorrow, but Thanksgiving is not simply a day on the calendar. Thanksgiving is our very life in 
and with God. So check your head, check your heart, look inside, and remember. Remember who you are, and remember who God is, and be grateful. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's message, please subscribe to our podcast and be sure to tell your friends. You may also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com backslash St. Michael's Orlando. Until next time, remember, God loves you with a love you did not earn, and therefore, you can never lose.